But you're calling this as a seasonal. To me, sort that's of a that's that's yeah? that's a reason that is here now may not be here next year this time. Best use of a very slow domestic market, which I predict is about to come. They'll be able to make money in the long run or the short run. There'll be some very very interesting things happening in Turkey. back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this episode, we are in the Istanbul office of Property Turkey with Cameron Degen. Hello. And today we will be talking about the Turkish currency, the Turkish lira. And as you know, let's address the elephant in the room that the Turkish lira has been depreciating uh, quite speedily in the past couple of months. Just like any other developing economy just like the just like the currencies of any other developing economy the turkish lira is depreciating and this is actually worrying for some of our investors now here is my first question what are the fundamental reasons behind the depreciation of the turkish lira firstly i'd like to say that i'm not an economist so no one should take what i say yeah. as the gospel as, of course, you know, yeah. here's the economist talking and giving advice no we're not here to give advice on turkish lira mm -hmm. all we're here to do is shed some light on what's going on in the turkish economy mm -hmm. the fundamental factors behind the depreciation of turkish lira and then hopefully try to project what may happen Mm -hmm. in the foreseeable future. True. Okay, and the implications of those on the real estate market, mm -hmm. which is our main subject. Mm -hmm. So, why is Turkish Lira depreciating? Well, there are many reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, many, many reasons. Some of which are what I call seasonal reasons. They come and go. They have validity for a period of time. And not so after that. And... Among those reasons, I include political reasons generally. For example, right now, uh, Turkey's desire mm -hmm. to drill for oil in Eastern Mediterranean is one of them. True. Turkey um, has a claim for the oil over the oil reserves that were found in Eastern Mediterranean, kind of um, Turkey, um, Cyprus, Libya, um, kind of triangle. There's quite a bit of oil there, from what okay. I understand. And Turkey is saying, well, part of this belongs to Turkey. Mm -hmm. So Turkey has a right to drill for it. Um, whether that is right or wrong is debatable. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, Turkey does have a right mm -hmm. to that oil. Certainly, yeah. um, To part of that oil. And it should be done in a harmonious way uh, among the countries involved. Mm -hmm. However political world being what it is, mm -hmm. um, it, it isn't kind of working itself out in that way. Mm -hmm. The harmony has not been achieved with certain European Union countries. Mm -hmm. Certainly, sooner or later, some sort of harmony will be achieved mm -hmm. with European Union and um, the players that are involved, such as Greece, mm -hmm. Republic of Cyprus, Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus, Turkey, Libya, whatever uh, but till that time that kind of puts some sort of pressure if you like 
on Turkish lira because there are talks of sanctions and this and that, mm -hmm. which I do not for a second imagine will happen because European Union, in fact, would have a lot more to lose mm -hmm. should they put sanctions on Turkey. Of course, Turkey is a massive sure. market yeah. for European Union mm -hmm. economies. So that probably is not going to happen. But, but like with stocks and shares, currencies are actually rather similar too. They're mm -hmm. speculative. They can move up and down speculatively. Mm -hmm. Hence this. But you're calling this as a seasonal. To me, that's a that's that's yeah. that's a reason that is here now may not be here next year this time. All right. But if we look at the fundamental reasons, the fundamental reasons as to why Turkish lira mm -hmm. depreciates, well, it's imports being higher than exports. Turkey is uh, is a young, dynamic consumer society. Mm -hmm. Eighty-four million population the average age being around 30, which means that they want this, they want that, mm -hmm. they want to consume, they want to grow, they want their cars, they want their products. Well, although Turkey is a manufacturing country and there is fundamentally a rather strong production economy in Turkey, mm -hmm. Turkey still is not in a position of creating and manufacturing high-end value-added products. True. Turkey tends to compete in cost. So mm -hmm. cost competes with regards to its products that are sold overseas. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, Turkey also imports a great uh, number of the components that it turns into mm -hmm. end products. True. And energy. Turkey's biggest import is energy. Over 50% of Turkey's imports are mm -hmm. actually denominated in the energy sector. And all of those products that are imported are imported in hard currency, mainly US dollar. Yeah. Imports being higher than exports means that Turkey constantly has to find more dollars than it invoices out mm -hmm. to its overseas clients, which means that Turkey is always in a position of running after dollars. Yeah. That obviously makes dollar more precious mm -hmm. in relation to Turkish lira. Yeah, I mean, this tells me that the Turkish lira will continue and will always depreciate against uh, hard currencies True. such as dollars. True. But what True. is important here is the degree of that of depreciation. depreciation. If it's, let's say... Uh, 10 to 12 percent a year or you know five to ten percent a year it may not be a worrying figure because the Turk the inflation rate makes up for that difference if you look at the depreciation of turkish lira against us dollar from say 2002 all the way up to 2018 and you chart it out you'll find that the annual compound depreciation rate is around 10 percent so turkish lira is expected to depreciate against us dollar by around 10 percent per annum and the Turkish economy accounts for that. It's a sure. fact of the Turkish economy because of the underlying factors within the economy. But then again, mm -hmm. the inf inflation rate in Turkey is around, tends to hover around 10% also, between 9 to 12, 13%, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which means that the depreciation against US dollar is offset by the Turkish lira inflation. So you come out in balance. After 2018, the interest rates in Turkey were hiked up to 24%, yeah. which, as you know, saw Turkish lira strengthening against US dollar mm -hmm. and kind of leveling it at the time, I think it was about 58 
against five point eight, five point five. It, it, it so, shot up like to that. eight at yes. some point, seven point eight to in two thousand and eighteen, in, in and it opened two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, uh, at around yeah. six, five point eight, and then throughout two thousand and nineteen, interest rates came down from twenty four percent to what they are today, the base rate, mm -hmm. eight point twenty five percent. Now, from 24% to 8.25%. That's quite a significant reduction in interest rates. So what happens then is, what happens then is that um, instead of keeping money in the bank, people go out and spend because there's no incentive for Turks when you have an inflation over 10%, your interest rates below the inflation, mm -hmm. there's no in incentive for people to actually keep money in the bank. So they go True. out and spend. And what that does is that kind of pushes up inflation mm -hmm. and it causes, it puts further pressure mm -hmm. on Turkish lira. Now, that puts a further um, pressure on Turkish lira. True. What I call the expectational pressure. So if the markets do not expect Turkish central bank to use its foreign currency reserves to prompt up Turkish lira mm -hmm. simply because they are running low on those reserves, then what happens is, just like stocks and shares, speculatively, mm -hmm. Turkish lira loses. True. And this is exactly where we are today. We are talking about even more than 20% of depreciation of Turkish lira since the start of the year because it started 2020 as uh, 6, 5.9 to 6, and it is now 7.3. So you're talking about 1.3 to 1.4 lira of devaluation against dollar. And it's actually funny uh, that if you remember, we filmed a straight talk in the wake of 2020 saying, what is going to happen in 2020? Oh, yes, and in yes. that, you- That was before coronavirus. Yes, yeah, so somebody said, well, I mean, coronavirus, what's up? Yeah, true. Um, and that is, I think, in my opinion, is the number one reason why the Turkish lira has lost this much of value. This year. This year. It certainly played a role. Why? Because Turkey was expecting tourism revenues in excess of $60 billion in 2020. Mm -hmm. Well, it will not even get half of it. Of course Probably not. it will get one third of it, of less than not. one third of it. So now really what we need to be looking at now is what is likely to happen mm -hmm. going forward. Let's not try to project the next five years, but let's try to project the next six months. What is mm -hmm. likely to happen? What do you think? Will and happen? whether and whether there are in fact any opportunities in it for yeah. overseas real estate investors. Th that is my next question, but I want to hear this from you. I, I don't want you to, you know, speculate. Although this this question well, leaves a lot of room for speculation. Well, I mean, what else and can we do? I don't think we can do is speculation <laughs> right now. But based on what you see, based on the sort of like the rumors that you hear, based on how you see the Turkish economy, the, 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 the certain present political climate here, yes. what do you think is going to happen? Is likely to happen okay. in the next six months well, to right, a year? Right, will the Turkish will economy <laughs> rebound? Will the Turkish lira recover? Um, well, in fact, today is what the 19th, 19th of August when we're shooting this. Yeah. Okay. Tw tomorrow is the twentieth, which is the all-anticipated uh, meeting of the Turkish Central Bank to discuss their interest rate policy. Yeah. My projection is interest rates will again go up to around 15, 16%. 
almost doubled of mm -hmm. what they are. I don't believe interest rates will go up to 20, 24% like they did in 2018, but I think they will, within the next two months, I easily see interest rates going up to 15, 16% from 8.25% base rate, as we discussed. Now, now that's massive. True. What are the implications of that? Well, the implications of that certainly are that the domestic market will immediately go to banks. Rather than spending, they'll put their money in the bank because they're being rewarded quite heavily. Mm -hmm. Certainly, the reward is over and above the inflation, which mm -hmm. means a rather handsome positive reward mm -hmm. for bank deposits, mm -hmm. which means there'll be a lot of bank deposits, not just in Turkish lira, but also in foreign currency foreign because currency Turkey well, yeah. also gives higher interest rates mm -hmm. for foreign currency deposits mm -hmm. than their home countries. Now, that's an interesting thing to observe, which means that the domestic market will stop spending. What we saw, if you notice, in the last two months, three months, just post the peak of coronavirus, mm -hmm. is certainly toward the end of June, July, and all the way up to August till now, mm -hmm. is what we saw is a very, very strong domestic real estate market. True. All the good properties in Bodrum have been sold. Same in Fethiye and some in Antalya. Yeah. So Turkey has brought the interest rates down to 0.64%. Which for Turks, this is a great deal. For mortgage rates. For mortgage for rates. For Turkish yeah. citizens, fully supported by the Turkish government mm -hmm. and the state owned banks, they were able to mm -hmm. offer mortgages three point something percentage point below the normal interest rates. So yeah. all the Turks have got some money in their pockets. They rushed out there putting deposits and reserving properties then obtaining mortgages from the banks. Mm -hmm. that The banks actually gave out quite a few mortgages. True. Their, their criteria, albeit being strict, um, were not too strict to prevent people from borrowing money. So yeah. a lot of people borrowed money and went out and invested in real estate. Isn't that ultimately one of the reasons why the Turkish lira devalued? Because the government made the borrowing of money easy and made That's the cash available? Th th that is partially the reason, one of the seasonal reasons, as I call it, mm -hmm. certainly. But what it did, despite coronavirus and despite depreciating Turkish lira, it pushed up real estate prices. Good thing for foreign buyers will be that when interest rates go up, and I think it will start tomorrow, mark my words, so today mm -hmm. is the 19th, I believe on the 20th there'll be an introduction of, or, or rather an acknowledgement of slowly creeping up interest rates. Mm -hmm. Watch it. The next two to three months is ideal opportunity, in my opinion, for those looking to buy homes and also long-term investments in Turkey. Mm -hmm. next two, th two to three months is when bias should be coming in. But let me play the devil's advocate here. As I have been watching this show on Netflix called Lucifer. Oh, and yeah, as you know, great show. Yeah, show. Let, me, let me play the devil's advocate here. Let's say that the Turkish lira further depreciates. So the natural question on the minds of the foreign buyer is, hold on a minute, I purchased this property at X amounts of dollars and it is now 10% lower. How am I making money here? So are you saying 
that they'll be able to make money in the long run or the short run. So, so, so yeah. what is the conclusion here? What's, what's your counter argument to that? In my opinion, anyone looking for short-term gains shouldn't be in the real estate market. I mean, real estate market is not for short-term gains. I mean, not in Turkey anyway. And I don't think there are many, 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 many places in the world right now where anyone can expect significant gains in the short term in the real estate market. So if you're going to come into Turkey as an investor, not as a home buyer, as an investor, purely facts and figures, do so, but with a, with a, projection of minimum five years i think i think the trick is five to seven years mm-hmm. i think an investor coming into the market right now or over the next two to three months carving a few good deals mm-hmm. which will be plenty um sitting on them for five years minimum will be well in the pocket because i expect turkish economy to recover um, turkish course, economy yeah. fundamentally is strong there's good production young population very dynamic. So Turkish economy is not going anywhere south. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. And also to to make best use of a very slow domestic market, which I predict is about to come. So you are saying that the perfect strategy now is to buy it when the lira is down and sit on it for five years and expect to have great returns. That's what I think indeed, yes. Okay, hope that it happens. Well, um, a lot of the things we actually did say in the past did happen. Happened, yes. except for our 2020 <laughs> predictions, which we could not possibly foresee the coronavirus. We could have actually. Well, if we had listened to it Bill Gates, it existed in China. Apparently, he had foreseen it back in yeah. 2018. What we do know, Aladdin, what we do know, is over the course of the next five to seven years, I expect Turkey to reduce its energy imports from around 50-55% of its total mm-hmm. to something like 10-15%. Yeah. Now, that's the projection. Do you understand what I mean? As opposed to imports, US dollar-denominated imports, far exceeding its exports, Turkey, within the next five to seven years, may very well reverse that position. Now, if that happens there'll be some very, very interesting things happening in Turkey. So overall, as a long-term investor, real estate in Turkey will do well. Cameron Dingen, thank you very much for this lovely episode. It's a wealth of information you got it there. And thank you for following Trade Talks. If you have any questions, comment it down below. I personally read that. Cameron Dingen also reads that. And through this WhatsApp number, please reach us. Send in your inquiries, send in your messages, your comments, your questions, whatever that is. We are very reachable as a company, as people as well. If you wish to talk to Mr. Cameron Dingen, all you have to do is to text to uh, send a text message to that WhatsApp uh, number there. So... Until next episode, see you. Take good care. Take care. Bye-bye.